bring at any cost is something that has really been driven deeply into us. The purpose of being educated, or rather becoming illiterate, is almost being lost in the society. We are made illiterate or we learn our education or whatever you want to call it, mainly for pursuing other material ambitions. Forgetting for a moment that the same literacy and education that was given to many of our forefathers in the past was used by them for a social cause, of course, after taking care of themselves. Wherever you go, you will find that there is a huge fight for space, and physical space, and power. I want to be greater than someone else. If it's a company, I have to be the CEO. If it is a government, I have to be the chief minister, or the prime minister, or the president. If it's a world council, I have to be at the head. In whatever we do, more than really relishing the journey, we start looking at what actually we can acquire in terms of power. At every moment, we are forced to believe that we have to keep demonstrating how great we are in this world. We are keep, as they say, not just talking, keep proving to the world that I am a great person. The challenge, if you really look at it, when it manifests itself, for us to achieve all this, if you really look at the world history for the last 2000 years, to prove that someone is powerful, to prove that I need a space, my country's size is not sufficient, I need to pick up a larger space. Only about 40 to 45 years in the last 2000 years has not seen a war. The rest of the thousand men during 50 odd years, humanity has seen war after war after war. Culminating in two world wars, both were seen in the last hundred years' space. What we achieve out of that is something that we can see in front of eyes. Nations were wiped out, atomic bombs were used, and Whatever people had to go through to come back from that, even today people are paying a price for the effect of the first battle war that was dropped in Japan in 1943. The effect of Hiroshima and Nagasaki is there for everyone. Even after six, seven generations, people were being born with uh, amputated arms and limbs and legs and things like that. So many things are changing. Because of the need for success, the society, even as a family, we have started losing the value of tolerance. I remember when I grew up, from earlier age to, we all had, the only option we had was to live in a joint family. We had the grandfathers and grandmothers and uncles and aunts. You don't know, in fact, up to the age of five or ten, who actually your mother or father is. You tend to call everyone as, you know, Anna, Ani, whatever. You don't even know who your actual father and mother is still someone says. To that extent, we were all working and growing together as a very tolerant society which instilled its own values in each and every one of us. If you look at it today, it is becoming a default setting 
I'm not painting a true negative picture. I'm sharing one extreme for you to understand where we are. When I say crossroads, the crossroad can be both positive and negative, either way. That's a crossroad. Today, the Jordan family literally is a father and a mother, Max is one child living together. That itself is considered joint Racism has become and reached its peak in various forms. None of us are exempt from its impact in our day-to-day lives, whether you are in India or any other part of the world. In some way or another, we keep seeing its ugly head coming out, which is a reflection of our inability to accept people, those who are around us. There is a very famous YouTube video that you might have seen, which was floating around about two years ago. They did an experiment of bringing about 100 people together into a room. For a period of two to three days, they were all put together and one came from a specific religion, the other came from a specific religion, somebody else came from a separate ethnicity, somebody came from a different country, different colors, caste, creed, different wealth uh, brackets. And then after the first or second day, they took a DNA sample of all these people. And after a test was done, they found out that all these hundred people, almost 95 people had been related to each other three to four generations before. It was an absolutely amazing experiment. You can go and search and YouTube will be able to find. That many people all hung each other and they started understanding that life is beyond religion, caste, nationality, wealth levels, education levels, etc. One of the effects because of the mechanism we all know is the extent to which we have taken the earth to its brink. We all know the impact of global warming. Many of you may be wondering if so as a college student, what is that I am going to get by knowing about global warming or what can I really do? At a superficial level, yes, there are several things that we can do. I want to talk at a much deeper level. At a superficial level, we can look at consuming less, planting more trees, things like that. To really look at where society is today, in a statistical term, they call it as a tipping point. Rather, a point of no return. When you reach there and then cross over, it's impossible for you to take a U-turn and come back. Imagine you are sitting in a rocket and till it takes off, you have every possibility of getting out and following what you want to do. But once the ignition is button is pressed and the rocket takes off, you are in a trajectory which is beyond your control. That typically can be the example of what we call as a tipping point or a point of no return. The society today is almost there. There are reasons, scientific reasons as to why this is happening. Before we get into that, a few days ago I was uh, watching a recent travel uh, movie. He thinks of going and taking revenge. And in the climax scene, he speaks where he says, What has the society really come to? 
Can't be peacefully coexist. I'll be here to fight with each other, kill each other, pull each other down. And finally, let's the four boys who did that uh, act, obnoxious act, let them go free, saying that at least I want to make a difference to them. Like that, in this world, you will still see very few pockets of compassion and love. There are several people who have been exhibits of that. Whether it's a former president of the Quran demonstrated in his lifetime how to coexist with people, or other things, or many unsung heroes of India who have always been compassionate, whether it's your neighbor, or to your parents at home, or to your grandparents, or to those around. In a society which consists of multiple status of knowledge, education and intelligence, it's not possible for two people to be at the same level. When someone is wealthy, somebody has to be poor. When someone is knowledgeable, someone is bereft of knowledge. All these things tend to happen. In spite of that, what connects us at a human level is our hearts. And when your hearts open up, you start being compassionate. You start accepting people for what they are. Doesn't matter when someone scores in your class 40 marks, when someone scores 90 marks, outside the college, all of you are the same. You are your favorite daughter to your father. I have one. I know what it means. Recently, I was reading a net for a very interesting anecdote about how the future is likely to unfold. This is based on a story of a Swiss-Austrian teacher who fell into coma in 1921 during the end of World War One. For almost a year, he was in coma. His name is called Paul Amethius Dinat. He's a Swiss Austrian teacher. He had certain health issues and people. Uh, During this period of coma, he had an absolutely amazing experience of traveling almost 3,900 years into the future. And when he entered 3,900 years, he meets people who are still in this world. At the time, the world has less than, according to this uh, book, which you can search the link with the name of the share, less than one crore population, as compared to 723 crores today, one crore is the total population. There is abundance in everything that you can imagine, whether it's natural or other resources. People are extremely happy contended there is one single global government and there are hardly two or three rules in terms of how people have to be no laws, nothing else and then when he reaches there, these people actually uh, confirm it and ask him how did he reach here he says I don't know I'm here, he forgets or so not able to recall us so how we travel this far and then they say nowadays because of the high levels of intelligence and wisdom they are able to actually find out where he has come from. 
And then you say, you're going to really go back, but before that, we want you to take a message for the future of humanity. This person, please bear in mind, is not an intellectual, he is not a scientist, he is not a Nobel laureate, he is not a book writer, he is nothing. He is one of those common men, a normal teacher. He is shown a vision of Earth, and the people who are 3,900 years into the future are very, very, very smart. What they did is, they did not show him the future of 100 years from 1921 to 2025. Because they felt that if he goes and shares, then people might do something which is against the plan of the nature. So they showed him from 2023 onwards how the world will be up to 3980. Between 2023 and 2300 or 400, the science starts progressing more and more and more, much beyond what we can imagine or fathom. Man starts exploring. A lot of things, including space. Whatever currently is being done is a basic groundwork. He is shown a future where 100, 150 to 200 years from now, man actually colonizes Mars. Because of the wars and the fights and the struggles that have been happening in the world, people don't have space, and there are a set of people who find the way and they all go. Thousands and thousands, maybe crores and crores of people move into Mars and stay there. They colonize, they learn how to live there. This is also actually very documented in one of our uh, Guru's uh, literature, what we call the whispers uh, from the writer world about what might happen in the future if humanity does not make a post selection now. After about 100, 150 years of existence in Mars, these people, in some way, many of them lose their lives. For whatever, there is natural calamity, they are not able to manage. Some of them come back to Earth and once and for all deciding that we will not explore further in the state because we are not meant to do it. So. And then they have a journey for another 500-600 years which sees more and more of depletion of natural resources, people fighting, people killing each other. And Hatred getting much worse than what it is today. And about 800,000 years, people start learning to live slowly, peacefully, in a way which allows them to have coexistence, accepting that other human. Because of necessity, they are forced to change. And then it unfolds over a period of 1,000, 2,000 years, things get better and better, and he goes up to 3,900 years to find this. When he sent back from the Puma state, or he comes back, whichever way you want to see it medically, he comes back and then he chronicles it and writes it, and people actually laugh at him. So he does not know what to do, and then he leaves it. Fortunately and unfortunately, those documents were preserved for a long time. Later, someone found it out, and then it was published. You may be wondering, the future is already returned. What do we really do? What do you mean by a social revolution? Is it possible for us collectively to design the destiny of the future of humankind? To great extent, the answer we can say is a part yes and part no. The answer will be no if we all decide not to do anything about this change that is taking place right in front of us. Why this time? 
what is so special? If you really look at the journey of Earth itself, if you have read the anthropology or if you have read the evolution of the Earth as a subject in your college or for your interest in your personal life, you will find that every 100,000 years, a major shift happens in the life of the Earth. 200 to 300,000 years ago, it was something else. 200,000 years ago, it was something else. 100,000 years ago was a shift which brought us into this world. From what we are as apes or whatever, we became humans with a very specific capability given to us. We were designated or called by anthropologists as homo sapiens, people who can think. People who can discriminate. In this hundred thousand years, we had to co-live with creatures, creatures which were much stronger than much bigger than us. Almost fifty to sixty thousand years of human existence was spent in caves and forests, hiding away from animals which were much stronger than bigger than us. For a period of time, we learned to control them. At some point of time, because of certain breakthrough technologies, whether you are the first cutting tool which later started giving great weapons, or the grinding stone which gave fire, which allowed people to develop newer ways of controlling natural elements, and hence through that, the animals and others which are much bigger than them. Man really set foot in this world as a human being 10 to 15,000 years ago, where the last 10 to 15,000 years man is the absolute king of all that human has started going to the next level. If you look at the world, go back when you go home or you are able to Google it, Google the word DNA mutation. Nature in its own way to fulfill its need or need to unfold its plan has started bringing out the next generation of people who have their additional strands slowly programmed and made available. From 1990 onward, a set of humans were being born with a third strand or the third leg open. They also found that the third strand's color was found out to be closer to purple or indigo. And hence, people whose third strand was opened up were called as indigo children. Science says that it is possible for indigo children also, though there was no scientific evidence to study them. For example, Albert Einstein. He was considered a person with ADHD or dyslexia or what you want to call it. People with apparent learning disabilities. But now they found out that science is only in study, you know, thinking in the research that is going on. In my view, many of you in this room obviously would have been born post 1999. Am I right? In all probabilities, I am talking to the right audience because you might, even without your knowledge, may already have your third strand open. 
unfortunately, as of now, science does not yet have a very clear, 100% perfect way to prove if a person's third child is broken or not. It is only the beginning. If the third child is open, what is likely to happen? These people, they have an additional strand on which programs are being written, can be written, which are beyond the comprehension of what humans currently can imagine. There is a famous saying that what the brain doesn't know, the mind cannot comprehend. We don't know hence we cannot comprehend. Whereas the generations which are coming, which are already here, right in front of us, and which are being born in a big way, all of you already have the first time available in open. Unfortunately, there are two things that are possible that can happen. We need to find a way of programming this third strand with better program. The better program could be anything. It could be high levels of intelligence. Your ability to tap into the universe's power. Your ability to create things which are not possible for normal human beings. But if you do not understand that and take control of yourself and your understand if it's available or not, what is likely to happen is the people who are currently present in this world, like us, very borrowed from first and second strand, the current junk code, in my view, there are junk code, because it teaches you only to live, kill, live, kill, live, kill, nothing else. It will now move into the third strand, which means instead of actually creating new vehicles to use, we have studied about hyperbole, you know, the faster way to travel, where the fiction is this, uh, it's not based on magnetism, because it's a completely different transport vehicle. Likewise, we need to find a different way to program that strand. Which means we need to infuse different thinking, different values into that third strand, which is available to many of you today in my view. I may not be able to prove it scientifically, nor would labs be able to do it for you. If you are able to program, what can happen? Surprisingly, 30 years ago, Russian scientists started working on programming the DNA. They found out by using a combination of sound and light, guided lasers and light and whatever, they were actually able to mutate the DNA of those experiments being monitored. Everything that is being done today for material gain, people have already understood how to mutate the DNA within the two strands. If the third strand is going to be programmed by the first and second strand something, it's likely to be corrupted either. Can we change? Why did you take action? Why did you just go back to the regular routine? See what we have gone through. Hiroshima Nagasaki is just one example. Like that, several examples are cataclysms, as they call it, of unimaginable magnitude can happen if the story by Paul is something that we go to. We realize that this is something that we don't want to live. A script is something that either I can write or allow somebody else to write. Let us now take a moment to realize in the process of meditation and cleaning, what happens is you start moving your consciousness to Apparently, how to live. But if you really look at what we are doing, we might not know actually how to live. All we are doing, thanks to how we are in wire, 
or how we are doing program. We have only been looking at how to rotate, how to survey, or how to kill someone else for my game. Kill mentally, physically, space-wise, whatever you want to call it. Kill doesn't mean here that we kill them physically all the time. To such an extent that we have forgotten the art of living. We are just surviving in this world. Eating everybody is a space, into the mind, into the lives, to get what I want. Anything is justifiable as far as the end is reached, means don't matter. In this scenario, something surprising happened. People started studying the patterns of how the world was evolved. If you look at the Indian uh, literature, you have heard about the four yugas that we all keep going through in cyclical terms. Uh, we start with Sati Yuga, and then we go to Kvita Yuga, Dwapara Yuga, Kali Yuga. What happens in each of these yugas is we are still part of the sun. The sun is part of a galaxy that we all know as a Milky Way. The Milky Way is just one portion of the universe. About a month back, many of the big uh, sites were carrying a very interesting article that the entire world is moving away from the world, world called universe to a world called multiverse. The universe is one which has multiple galaxies coming together, it's called a universe. From uni, it has gone to multi. They have not found out scientifically that there are multiple universes which exist in this in the world, or whatever you want to call it, below the sky. In this galaxy that we exist, something just one star, and there is something that revolves around it, rotating on its own axis. They are all very something interesting. The way in which we evolve around the sun, the sun revolves around multiple stars or one single star, which they are called as the greater central sun. This greater central sun is the axis on which the sun actually revolves and we revolve around the earth and we are all revolving the Milky Way and going around in circles. What does it really mean to us and how does it matter in terms of the breaking point or the tipping point I am talking about? When you are at Sati Yuga, you are actually the sun is at its farthest from the greater central sun. Though there are various religious scriptures and various thoughts which say what is the length of a Yuga, approximately, approximately, these four Yugas put together come to around about 100,000 years or so, according to one school of Let's take that and build on. Which means about 100,000 years ago, the great central sun attracted the sun as part of its gravitational field. The sun went towards it, and then whatever changes that happened, happened at the fall of time. It went farther and farther and farther, now we started moving. And in the next 30 to 50 years or 100 years, plus or minus, 
it is expected that the sun would be moving towards the radius of the sun and when there is a window of opportunity that opens up where the next level of shift is likely to happen to the mechanism. This is what scientists have found out. What has that got to do with what I am, how I am currently living and what I really do about all this? Let's uh, take it back to 1953. There were two scientists who found a way to study what humans consist of. We all know that our body consists of several things. And one of the things that it consists of is the acid. These people started studying the acids and Found out, the scientists were called Watson and Crick. In 1953, they did this uh, research which uh, made them world famous even today that they really talk about. They found out that all humans seem to have one common pattern in cigars, what they call as the DNA. Chemistry students there will know that. DNA stands for P-oxy-lipo-nucleic acid. When they went deeper and started researching into it, they were able to study and found that it has dual strands. There are two strands that form the DNA cell, and these two strands they follow through scientific study contains every possible experiences and knowledge and memory that we ever gone through in our human cycle which is folded into it. Which means when you see something today it appears something very similar. You can see that it's all already programmed into you. You are only reliving what has already been programmed into your, through your DNA. Each and every one of you has this DNA. To such an extent, today people even openly ask, what is the DNA? What is the company's DNA? What is the family's DNA? What is your organization DNA? DNA here means what you believe, what are your value systems. This DNA, of course, is fed to Remonutic acid, which is called alumine, it supplies the protein cells by extracting that from your food and feeding the DNA and the DNA bits. And they also found that this DNA is programmable. They surprisingly found something in that in their study, they were able to study only about 5% of what they could see. The rest, for whatever reason, they were not able to study. They conveniently, or for lack of knowledge or lack of scientific tools, term it as junk DNA. Which means 90% of the DNA which is inside us has not been yet understood or uncovered by the scientific community. Of course, studies started much later to ensure that it happens. When this happened, this is where uh, there are two big industries which moved in pretty fast, 30, 40 years ago. One is the food industry, the other is the pharma or the medical industry. They found out how the DNA in the human being can be 
program for the material benefit. It is not a quicker. But the only thing that we spend is, we do continuously is, we eat and go, we earn and spend. This is exactly what they want us to do. What they did is to beautifully put things in the products in such a way that the DNA would latch onto it. And you keep eating, they make you live longer by giving you medicine. Because in case, if you look at the longevity of human beings, something years ago, it was worldwide 40, 50, 60 or something like that. Today, the global average age is cross 75 or something. India is also doing very well, something plus. But if you really look at it, health has become a major cash value because on one side, you are continuously fed. And of course, to support them, they have a pressing media. You are continuously fed inputs to modify your thinking, to buy and consume. That's why I started with the word consumerism as a big challenge. You are continuously being fed with images, inputs, adorations. Everything that you see tells you buy this, eat this. When you buy this and eat this, if you find the power, go and eat this offer. Indirectly. There was a beautiful movie long ago that I watched where uh, this person becomes actually from time of birth he is being picked up and his life is being shown live stream across uh, the globe. At the age of uh, 25, he realizes that actually he is part of a live show. He alone he thinks is living his life because the entire world is watching how he is doing and people are making demands on what he should do with his life and the people are running his life are actually making him to do that. When I watched that, there was a huge similarity I saw between that and the humans in this world. We all have been completely mesmerized and taken into control by a few sets of people for commercial gains. We can't blame them because after all, we finally made the choice of buying and consuming those products. We have forgotten the ability to discriminate being homo sapiens. One of the biggest ability we have is the ability to discriminate, to think, to make a choice. When I see a product, whether it's a lovely burger or a pizza or a nice masala or whatever, it is you finally make the choice of going and it's up to you. It's your choice, it's your life. You still have a way to live. It's up to you. I'm not saying you should not eat all these things. But when you eat, what happens is what I'm talking about and how the DNA program comes into the whole of it. When this started in the last 24 years ago, subsequently the law of possible people who started finding out how this DNA can actually be used to make the life of humans much better. And then they started taking this junk DNA out and they found out surprisingly that this junk DNA is actually a DNA which has never been programmed or used. Imagine in front of your house you have a two-lane road system. And the two-lane road system is completely full of traffic all the time. How am I going to overcome this two-lane traffic? I need to build additional lanes. What if I had a 12-lane system? What if I had a 22-lane system in front of the house? Unfortunately, the 5% of the DNA that they have, which is the dual strand, was nothing but the two-lane system that we are all currently constrained with. 
unfortunately, like our roads, this two-lane system has already been completely programmed for the last 100,000 years by what we did to ourselves, by what happened to us from our own the national surroundings, the schools, the colleges, whatever, whatever. Hence, this two-lane, which is inside of the rural strand, you can go back and do a Google search if you're interested, the impact of DNA and multi-strands and all that. You will find that these two lanes are now completely populated to such an extent it is impossible for you to infuse any new code or program. If I have a chain, if I have to bring a social chain, what should I do? I have to change the way these people think. I have to make them more compassionate, like the people who are in the year 2980. I will instill values in them which will allow them to live the life as would be better instead of living the way it has been forced. Which means I cannot, if I have a vessel which is already filled with water, and if the water is bottled of the sea, I will not be able to throw it out and fill the water again. But I have an option. I can buy multiple bottles and start filling it with mix of water, something else which is good for everyone. Finally, what we all want at a very basic human level. All of you will agree that you all want to be peaceful. All of you will agree that you all want to be happy. All of you will agree that you will prefer a conflict less world, or at least a less conflict world. You will prefer a war which does not have, you will prefer a world which does not have wars. You will prefer where people don't covet neighbors' stuff. You will prefer where people are able to live harmoniously and in plentiful. If all that has to happen, you need to reprogram the humans over again. And this is the critical juncture I am talking about. And when we studied the junk being or the so-called junk being, we found out Actually, humans are already having the ability to move into multi-strand, which means it's like a snow cover on a road. There are two lanes in the local, there are another ten lanes which are there, it's completely covered with snow or ice. You are not able to see, but it is available. That was actually called as a jumping Today we found out that these additional strands of DNA, some schools of thought have found out that there are 12 strands of DNA, some schools of thought have found out that there are 22 strands of DNA, depending upon the scientific community is still coming to the final setting of this. They also have found that across the world in a very silent way, how to program people and ensure that they come to their group of doing what they want. There are also a positive set of people who are working, people with lower compassion who are looking at programming this DNA at a different level. This is where the process of meditation that you all went through is going to prove a path breaker. Here the third strand is going to be programmed by the first and second strands tempted. It's likely to be corrupted either. And they found out the people from 3900 who were seen by this uh, person Paul, 
there are actually there are multiple strands that we know about, though we are not often there. For people like us, when we continue to meditate and clean, the process that could have been taught to many of you after his meditation and prayer cleaning. What we are doing is we are cleaning the lane, the two lanes that are available to us continuously so that the junk code which is making me to work, walk, live like a robot is now being given a rest. It is said that all of us are influenced by 50 to 100 people in our lives. These people are either born with us, or they are your friends, or they are your teachers, or they are your social circle. Over a period of 40-50 years, these 100 people come around. You, you all form a group. And man loses the freedom because these 100 people are out telling you what you have to do with your There are no informations. Even when you want to information, somebody is telling you, don't do this, don't do that. Because they know to us, they influence us, and we land up taking decisions. And hence, what is likely to happen is these hundred people's DNA program gets affected over a period of time. This might not really make sense to a lot of people today, it doesn't matter. Many of the sciences which were ahead of its time were never understood by the contemporaries. It's not that I am saying something on my own. I am only sharing in a packageable format what I have understood in the last 20 to 22 years of my study and knowledge expansion on these areas, that it is possible for you to clean, through the process of cleaning, clean up these two layers of DNA. And while these two layers of DNA are being cleaned, through the process of meditation, there is a pranavuti, a connection to a much, much, much higher force, nature's force, the soul that we call, is made into you. Today we look at the story of Pranavati per se. It is said that this as a concept, unique transmission, as many of you would have experienced in your 12 sessions that you went through, or that happened today, this unique transmission was available about 72 generations or beyond during the time of Lord Dasaratha. And it had been lost to humans at some point of time. If you calculate 72 generations roughly, it will translate to depending upon the life that those people had during, during those times, it translates roughly about 70 to 80,000 years. During the time, for whatever reason, nature decided that man is unable to understand the change that is happening and it is all that. And when the great masters of Arthur Sajjad, the kingdom, is it something that happened by an accident? Or is it something that nature polluted to provide to give one more chance till it shuts the door away? If you all are part of the Hinduism, you will understand if you are a Vaishnavite or a Saivite on a given day, whether it's Shivaratri or Vaidhindega, you see, you go to the temple on that day, the door opens and you go in, you are supposed to reach the area of God. This is the belief you all have. Likewise, there is a window of opportunity that has opened up and it's likely to be available for the next 40 to 50 years or so. Why am I talking to you all this? You may be wondering, I am 18, 19 years old. Because 40 to 50 years from now, you will be a citizen to run the world of this country. You would have been getting very involved. At least 5 years from now, 10 years from now, if not today, 
If you look back again, there was something which was sensible told to us on this day when we met. Either I can decide to do something about it today, or I can decide to violate my life with the regular habit that I have been habituated and keep following to my heart center. Choice is yours. But all the aspiration people in mind to axiom are always people who are the 10th standard to final year of graduation. Because once you get a job, your life is finished. Because you have to follow what your boss says and it goes on and on and material life takes over. At least now you have the comfort of someone else taking care of a meeting need where you at least have a choice of doing something to yourself. It does not stop you. If it makes you better student, it makes you it improves your memory curve. Whatever they are doing, I think it will help you in different ways. It helps you to overcome fear. So then we clean the system of those too late DNA. Fear is a factor which is instilled in human beings for thousands and thousands of years because we were the hundred species. We were told to survive. And any fear was instilled because without fear, we cannot survive. So fear is what allows your chemical reaction to take place and allows you to escape, fight or flight approach. And hence it was part of the two lane code. This, through the process of cleaning, slowly gets taken out. And this is being filled with yogic transmission, which was available about 70 to 80,000 years ago, which has been reinvented today in the last 70 to 80 years and made available to humans. Even now, it's available to very, very, very few people who are actually meditating and experiencing it. When it happens, what happens is there is a shift in consciousness that happens. A shift in consciousness is when from moving from what I am to an animal being, to a normal human being, to a human being who understands that I can control and change the destiny of the future, of the future races. If you have to meet your grandchildren in five generations from now, they come and ask you, what kind of word have you left behind for us? Were you responsible to ensure that this was reversed when it was possible? When it was told you that this can be changed, why did you take action? Why did you just go back to regular routine? See what we want to. Hiroshima Nagasaki is just one example. Like that, several examples are cataclysms, as they call of unimaginable magnitude can happen if the story by Paul is something that we go to. We realize that this is something that we don't want to do. A script is something that either I can write or allow somebody else to write. Let us now take a moment to realize in the process of meditation and cleaning, what happens is you start moving your consciousness to higher dimension. You start seeing people for what they have worked in the longer term with love, with compassion, with understanding. It does not make you a spineless fellow. It does not make you a person who runs away from materialistic pleasures of life. You can still live your life the way you want. All you have to do is to reprogram your DNA through the process of making the heart and mind work together by the process of meditation and pain. There are many scientific aspects to it. At this point of time, I do not want to get into that. I'll move to the last segment and give you about four points as to what we can do collectively as humans so that we take control of the destiny and change it forever. Suggestion number one for the first cardinal principle. 
we can only change destiny in the present. Past is not in our hands. Future unfolds today. Principle number one. We can change the destiny only in the present. Which means the moment to act is always now. The moment to act is not tomorrow. The moment to act is not day after tomorrow. I go back home, take this, let me come back now. Principle number one says we can only change destiny in the present. Second principle says we create destiny for ourselves with our everyday thoughts. Our wishes, what attracts us, what repulses, our likes and dislikes. The third principle says we need to work upon the mind, which is the pivotal point for us today to reprogram our DNA. We need to work upon the mind to design our destiny, which means the control of changing your destiny is given to you. If you don't take it, somebody else will take it and drive. Either I get into the car and drive, or I am taken as a hijacked passenger and the passenger or the driver takes him wherever he wants. To paraphrase principle number three, we need to work upon the mind to design your destiny. And for that, the only option is a meditative practice. As of now, science does not have tools. Spirituality actually is science repackaged. Though people will have different terms, I would have said that spirituality is nothing but science repackaged. In a way in which human life can be changed without you having to become a rat in a lab experiment. The fourth and final principle. We are not alone in this process. We are all connected. What our masters used to call as the egregore. Egregore is what? It's called as a collective thinking or a collective consciousness of people who do the same thing all over again and again and again. When we do that repeatedly, what happens is, it is set up for a tipping point for it to happen in the human population. Roughly about 5 to 7% of the people in the world will have to do what all of us do. Then it becomes what we call as a tipping point. Once that happens, it is something that will be irreversible and humans will have changed for the better. And this has to happen say, in the next 30 to 40 years time. And who are the change makers? The people who are in favor of me. People who are the age group of 18 to 20. To design the destiny of the humanity, we start with ourselves first. I need to be the change practitioner first before I became, become the change agent. And then expand our radius to include others. Share with people who are around you. Start with one. One gets one, one gets one, one gets one. All the famous religions of the world have spread like that. Till the founder came, there were no people practicing that specific religion. When somebody started practicing it, one started telling another the benefit, the other the benefit, it started unfolding. Start sharing, because after all we are sharing something useful which will help us to take control of my own future through which, which allows me to take control of the future itself of the entire humanity. A day which will become when together we are capable of changing the humanity, the, changing the path of humanity is taking. And this is something that we have put upon ourselves as a big responsibility. It is quite easy for you to 
not think of the consequences of what we are currently doing and say that I live my life the way currently it is unfolding, let whatever happen happen. Or alternately, we can decide. I made a decision 26 years ago when I started meditating. Within some time, I understood what it really means. Our masters have been working on doing meditation through the process of meditation on humanity for a long time. But for it to unfold, it needs an agreeable. For it to have an agreeable, we need to practice something together. All it takes is about an hour of your time per day. Through this process of meditating, playing, and playing, and connecting myself to higher force, and sharing this repeatedly over a period of time, we allow that the first and second lane of our DNA is and then it's reprogrammed with values which are useful to the current set of people who are in this generation. To the people who are in the next generation who have the third and fourth and fifth stands, the DNA being opened up. Where it's possible that you will be able to write your own programming to those things and values through which you can create your own DNA. Through the process which we all can rewrite the destiny of the world. Let us hope that this small meeting that we have today, where we share this principle, really create a little effect, like a small stone put in the middle of the pot. It creates a little effect which is unstoppable, and that 30, 40 years from now, when the real change happens, we can look back at history and say that we did a bit to ensure this happens. When it comes to people, we have two choices. Either we can watch history being made or we can actually make history. If you want to make history, please join this moment and start meditating and carry on. Tomorrow your name will be in these tables. Thank you all this.